Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Warmakers podcast. The one-stop shop for everything courage, confidence and mindset building. Also bringing you all aspects of mental health awareness, business and entrepreneurship. We are your hosts, Adam Ellis and Jason Borman of the Raw Makers Coaching. Today we've got a very special guest, um, someone I've followed her journey through becoming a coach and uh, we've done our journey pretty much simultaneously alongside one another. She's been a great inspiration to me personally. Um, I'm very excited to have her on the podcast today and to interview her one-on-one and obviously share with our listeners all the wisdom that I know she has and um, I'm really excited to get going. So Kate is an internationally accredited life coach. Um, she's also done some work in hypnotherapy with Marissa Pia. Um, she's an NLP master. Uh, so lots and lots of training, lots and lots of she's very experienced. She's been coaching about a year and a half now. So yeah, really excited to get Katie on. So let's bring her on. Hello, Katie. Hello, guys. Hi, Jason. Hi, Adam. Hello. Hi. So do you want to just kick it off with just telling us a little bit about yourself? So obviously touched on a few things there, but tell us, like, just give us the kind of lowdown as to how the last who you are, basically. Who I am? Who the hell am I, eh? <laughs> well, I'm sitting here in my bedroom upstairs in Chilliwack in BC, Canada. I'm English, but I've been living here for about 10 years now um, and had a good working career for a long time, worked in corporate sales, traveled quite a lot, and then had three kids and moved to Canada and, yeah, and then started a life here. Which So it was a complete different life from traveling all around Asia, Middle East, around Europe and stuff, to then being at home a full-time mom was amazing i was there for my children that was my choice but after about four years i found that i was craving doing something else as well you know as much as i love my kids it was kind of almost like i'd forgotten who i was what my real identity was who i was as a person and i was starting to crave that fulfillment a little bit um so I actually got to the point where I, uh, when my uh, my youngest one, sorry, was about, well, just after he was born, actually, that I kind of remember hitting a bit of a rock bottom and just being really in myself, like in my head, and really felt like, yeah, I need help now. I don't know if it was postnatal depression. It could have been. I never got diagnosed. I did go to a doctor, and she offered to put me on antidepressants, and I didn't really want to do that. So I did reach out to a psychiatrist and paid a lot of money to go and speak to this lady who pretty much told me to pull myself together, which just made me feel even worse, <laughs> right? I just, I can't comprehend it. Looking back now that I went there and it was hard for me to go there and hard for me to go and talk about what was going on in my head and feeling like, what is wrong with me? I need help now. It got pretty bad for me to be able to 
feel like I need help for them to just be like, well, you know what you need to do. You just need to go and make friends with other mums. Like, what, what's wrong with you? It was like, I know I needed to do that, but I was so lacking in confidence that I was struggling to even do that. Anyway, crazy. Um, and then I went to see a, a, a counsellor and that kind of helped. But I found with that, we talked a lot about the past, you know, and then going over that and that made me feel a little bit even worse about myself, to be honest. I wish I'd known about coaching then, I tell you. So then um, slowly but surely I kind of built myself up a little bit because I had to get back into the working world and started volunteering in my kid's school and then a job came up there and I went for that and got that and then got offered another job too. So I slowly started building my confidence back up and that really came from going to see a, like a careers advisor that told me to just go back over all my past achievements and strengths and things like that and I hadn't done that for a long time in my headspace was all about what was wrong with me, you know, constantly. What did I do this wrong? Overthinking everything. And I hadn't stopped for a long time to think, well, what was good about me? What am I good at? And that exercise in itself was like a bit of a mindset shift. Um, and then going back through all my old CVs and resumes and brag farm stuff. So that kind of helped. And then being in the working world again, I started to get excited and, and, um, and then I ended up choosing a career and went back to school to college to be a special education teacher's assistant because it was convenient to work in the school where my kids were and, you know, that six hours a day where they were in school. And um, so it was more convenient, but back in the working world. And, and I started working with these kids and I really enjoyed like helping people, but these little people I felt needed even more. And, and so, and also, Wife, not everyone, but there were a few that within the workspace that were quite negative, moaning about the job, moaning about the kids they're working with, and my head was screaming like, "Why are you doing what you're doing if you're just moaning about it?" These kids will know if you're moaning about them, not to them, but they'll feel that they're very intuitive, right? Like, can you? Oh, so that because that was kind of hurting my soul, hearing that, hearing that on a daily basis, and then. Um, Oh, I mean, I'm gabbling on a bit, but and then uh, early last year when COVID kind of hit, didn't it? Um, so then the kids were being homeschooled and my mum came to visit, but then that's when things started to get a bit weird, like toilet roll was being flying off the shelves and stuff like that. So they then got a little bit panicked and felt like they should go home, my mum and my stepdad. So they went home early, so I was a little bit disappointed about that, but... Very shortly after they got home, three days later, um, the telephone rang at home and it was my mum telling me that my brother had passed away. Um, so in that moment, this very raw emotion, it was almost like a hand coming up and crushing my heart. And I just remember letting out this like, like this almighty, like, no. A harrowing kind of sound because I always felt like I could help him somewhere somehow I all but I felt guilty that I was in Canada too and he was there in, in England in Cambridge but I was we were planning on going back for six weeks in the summer so um so that kind of despair but I was like no this can't be it this can't anyway so around that same time same-ish kind of time I was kind of my guilty pleasure a little bit was just at the end of the night just going on to YouTube and watching old like reality TV or whatever 
so I watched Big Brother and Love Island and stuff like that and just kind of like mind-numbing stuff but that's where I you know saw Johnny Mitchell um and I remember there was a few times within the Big Brother house that he kind of stood up for what he believed in and you know stood to his ground and he seemed very authentic and real so I then just started following him and a couple of other people from there in Love Island on social media and then that's when I learned about the coaching masters so I kind of was intrigued by these guys for a bit and they shared their stories you know sort of things that they've been through and I'd been through something very hard too but yet they were coming out the other side so I was like what is this coaching thing so I kind of um got a little bit more information about it and reached out to them a little bit and then actually got coached by one of them and even that in itself made a huge difference so then I started doing all like you know the initial kind of modules you can learn about the basics of coaching and stuff and it really helped me so in a time of grief I was putting my energy into something else and I was like well if I couldn't help my brother I can use this to help other people if it's helping me because it helped my confidence grow and anyway and then yeah we then went on this kind of journey together didn't we we did the coaching accreditation and NLP and we had a lot of late night NLP practice sessions because I'm eight hours behind you guys so Jason you'd be up at midnight and we'd be practicing and yeah. it kind of that it blew my mind and if it could get me out of um bad grief like you know like but moving that from despair to yeah I can help people it's helping me this is amazing and then also with my confidence switching that around that was huge for me huge like life-changing so yeah that a year and a half later I'm here I've quit my day job and I'm focusing on the coaching full-time so as much as I loved working with the kids it was getting to the point where I was going to work and then coming home and going on calls with coaching clients and my kids were always asking why I was working so much and so it became a bit too much to do both. So I made the decision to do this full time because I love it so much. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. Amazing. Right. Uh, as I said, I've followed Katie's journey for like since kind of she started coaching with me. We were at the Coaching Masters, which is an organisation that's teaching you how to become a coach, and not just any coach, a very powerful coach, and um, changed many people's lives, and people are proud to say that we're part of that um, organisation, and we've done a like, majority of their courses between us all. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so anyone thinking about becoming a coach, like that is the place to go. Sure. I mean, it was worth it, just that training to figure out my own mindset. I think with the postnatal depression, if it was that, I was in quite a negative headspace. And you know what hurts me the most? Is I look back at photos and my amazing kids, three kids, and the puppy that we had and stuff like that. And then it hurts, that makes me sad a little bit because I was locked in, in my own head. And I, we kept moving house trying to change the situation well it wouldn't change until i sorted my head out that's the most important thing right it doesn't matter how many move your job you move house what it if you don't figure your head out and i didn't know how to we're not taught that stuff at school i even went to a psychiatrist to tell me to pull myself together like are you freaking kidding me we need to know how it doesn't have to be like that and i never knew that so i wish i'd known about this such a long time ago 
like life coaching, that uh, how that you can change your mindset, that you can change the way you think, that you can change the, your thoughts, your feelings. Like, hey, I just thought that the way you thought was the way it was, you know? So, touching on from that, you might say a similar sort of thing, uh, but I want to kind of ask this question to you. So, what, you've got three, three boys. Um, yeah. So, they're 11, 11 and 4, is it? Oh, well, they've grown a bit since then. They're now six, ten, and twelve. Wow. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you've got three boys. What would you hope for them uh, for the future in terms of their mindset, and what are you going to be kind of installing in them that you didn't have when you were well? The I think I was. Looking back to my childhood, I was a pretty strong character. Nothing phased me at all. Um, my mum and dad spit out when I was young, when I was five, and I had this stepdad that I didn't really like, but it made me stronger, I feel. It wasn't until I think that I had children, the third one especially, that I developed like this kind of like nervous disposition and worried about things, and then I didn't expect that for that time of life. You know, when your kids are at school and then meeting other mums in the playground, I didn't expect to feel insecure or lacking confidence that anyway so but leading up until that I was fine but for my kids especially I think um for them to grow up with a high well with self-esteem is going to be the most important thing for them to I want them to feel like they can do whatever makes them happy so I'm not going to try and push them into a certain college or a certain career I'll really help them find their purpose or find what really you know interests them and encourage them in that way and try and encourage them to do what they want but I am a somewhat worried though because of the whole video game culture and their kids their friends all they want to do is play video games and so we try and limit that and we try and do outside stuff lucky where we live where we live there's lots of fishing and kayaking and, and outside activities and camping we do a lot of and by contribution you mean like you know or by like purpose, you mean like through contribution, so not always this, what they can, what they enjoy, it's more like what they see themselves kind of, you know, working for, yeah, as in... Just finding their passion, not necessarily working for a job for money, because I know what that gets to when you get later on in life, it feels like a job, right? Whereas if you're doing something you love, then it doesn't so much feel like work. But I know they've got to build themselves up. But I will somehow, when they get a bit older, try and... Because, you know, my husband being an electrician is kind of inclined to be like, well, you know, you can go down that route and stuff. Well, I'm not going to push my kids. I will try and help them find what they want to do and try different things and encourage them to follow to try different things and then to do what they really enjoy, not just a job for the sake of the money, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, a high level of self-esteem, I think, is I want them to be sure of themselves. I want them to be confident in their body and in their mind and not to get drawn in by a bad crowd or to just to have the courage to speak up for themselves and to find their way in life and not be dragged into something maybe by others. So they're quite young at the moment, but you know, my 12 year old will be 13 soon. Then we're going to get in those teenage years. So that will be the next challenge 
Um, so, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I, you know, I talk a lot about coaching and stuff like that. So you kind of wonder. They don't like let me coach them because I'm their mum. But the other day, like I was saying to my son, was couldn't do something. I can't do it. I can't do it. He's like, oh yeah, I mustn't say that. I can do it. I can do it. And he tried again. And he did it. So even little things like that. I well, think they're the right, yeah. 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 I think they're just becoming aware of the language they use. Yeah, prompts the kind of, you know, keep keeping at it, you know, and um, yeah. keeping, keeping at it until you achieve it. Um, so, Adam, have you got any questions you want to ask, Casey? I just want to say thank you for sharing your, your story. That's very powerful and inspirational for our listeners and viewers in there. But touching on that, what advice would you give our listeners and viewers? With regards to what? Just uh, mindset and courage and just doing what they want to do. So with the cut with the mindset is, it's so important, like the language you use and what you tell yourself. And I think that if you if there's something that you want to do or something that you want, don't be afraid to find the courage to do it. Because um, lots of the time we can be stuck in a certain job or a certain life or a certain relationship going a certain way. And we can focus a lot on what's wrong, like what's wrong in the relationship, what's wrong with our partner, what's wrong with our kids, what's wrong with our life, what's wrong with our body, what all this job sucks, da 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 da. Well, like you can make a change or you can choose to focus on what's good, what's right. So, yeah, this whole negative thinking thing, like, I would, just with regards to mindset, be become aware of your thoughts. What are your thoughts telling you? Are your thoughts being negative? Are your thoughts telling you that, oh, you're looking pretty ugly today, I mean, or you look fat in that, or you can't do that, or you're crap at that, like, just become aware. Of, and I, you know, it's, what's really funny is I asked one of my clients the other day, when you hear that voice in your head, she's like, I don't hear a voice in my head. And it's like, well, when you think, don't you hear a voice? And she's like, no, I don't hear a voice. So some people don't, but when I think, when you think, you know, if I stop and I'm thinking about stuff, it is my voice. But just become aware of it and listen to those thoughts. And if they're negative, you just got to, like, stop for a minute and change it to something else. Like, I never realized I could do that before. So I now question my thoughts. And I don't always believe my thoughts. Now if this thought comes in, oh, you can't do that, that's not going to be very good. I choose to not believe it and change it. And then that's where affirmations can come in. Like, I can do this. I am powerful. I am strong. I am strong. Even if you don't quite believe it at the moment. But just by changing that language can sink in. Um, million year old brain, right? And it's geared towards keeping us safe. Like, so yes. you see it all the time. It could, be, yeah. like, it could be kind of keeping you from danger. Or anything it perceives as danger or a threat, mm-hmm. or you know, out of the comfort zone, or out mm-hmm. of, um, it's all kind of one and the same, and it can give us false information, you know. Well, yeah, because we have this 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 natural instinct. It's part of who we are as humans. All those years ago, we were like cavemen, cave women, and we had to be prepared to fight or flight. We've still got that kind of basic instinct that you know that 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 happens with this, that chemical release. But that fear, a lot of people can treat that as, oh, something's wrong, I shouldn't be doing this. 
this fear of doing whatever it is they want to do. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's something you should be afraid of. It's just you just got to feel it and accept it because it's part of who we are as people. But there's a difference between like two types of people. Some people might see that fear, that feeling, and feel it as, okay, time to retreat, time to stop, we're not going to do it. Other people will see that as, as a signal for go, that there's a chance for personal growth or something exciting to happen. And they'll just feel it because it's a part of who we are, but they'll just do it anyway. And as soon as you do it, that fear then goes. And then you start to grow. So like talking about the zone of comfort, like for example, with my business, yeah, it was hard to think about leaving my job and what if it doesn't work? What if I don't make enough money? What if it fails? What if it doesn't work? What if people ridicule me? What if I can't help people? What if, what if, what if, right? But if I'd let that worry stop me, I wouldn't have done it. But I've just expanded my comfort zone slowly, like in terms of like reaching out to the people, like slowly starting conversations and speaking to people and reaching out and putting myself on social media I wasn't careful with that but just starting off gradually and as you move and even like going live or doing a podcast or a Facebook live I would have like felt like I was going to die doing that but that fear is not irrational I didn't die and it's okay and then once you do it it becomes easier so just taking those steps bit by bit absolutely and um really interesting you say that actually because um it's sort of like I struggle with like having people intuition is a big thing and I, my intuition has got me out of some tricky situations in the past right but this is not the kind of fear that comes of you're going to be doing something dangerous I'm not talking about anything dangerous or life-threatening but if it is with regards to making a change when that fear comes just sit with it a minute and feel it but just know that that doesn't always mean that you're going to have to fight or flight or freeze sometimes you just got to feel it and then go wow if I push through this then that's when something really exciting can happen. That's when I can grow as a person. And it's that little mindset shift, isn't it? It's kind of like, what could go right? What could yes. happen as a result of taking this action? Because as human beings, we automatically think about what could go wrong. Yeah. You know, there's that saying I love that's like, oh, what if I fall? But it's like, oh, my darling, what if you fly? Like as human nature, we always think of the negative first. Just like if you're on the motorway and there's an accident on the other side, you still slow down and look like we're drawn to negative. I feel like that's a, a result of our kind of upbringing as well. Because your parents as kids always said, well, don't touch that because it's hot. So yeah. be careful on there. Stop doing yes. that. You know, it's, yeah. it's wired to kind of think, oh, if I do that, and what's behind that is not that the, the child or whatever is doing something scary it's to do with the parents own fears and underlying their fear is a, is a thing if I can't handle it so I can't handle it if you fall and hurt yourself I can't handle it if you get going the road and be hit by a car so we're projecting yeah our fears onto the so the kids grow up in this world thinking it's fearful and I've done that to my yeah you see this is I've done this to my eldest son, like he's scared of wasps and bees. When they come near him, he's like, ah, well, he's learned that. That's a learned behavior for me because I freak out when a bee comes near me. So I've been very careful 
not to do that with my youngest one. And he would pick up a bee if it landed on him, you wouldn't care. You know, because kids learn from, oh, I wish I could even go back and change some of the things I've done, you know, as a parent. But yeah, just so much learned behavior. Yeah, you don't realize, do you, like all the stuff that you do. No. That's not to say that you're not supposed to keep your child from harm. Of course you are, like, but, you know, it's these sort of what if, you know. Yeah, yeah like the automatic, when they, when they leave the house, I'll say to my kids, be careful, but why aren't we saying, you know, go out there and take a risk, go out there and make a new friend, go out there and enjoy your day. We're like, be careful. <laughs> And it's kind of like, so that's the program then, isn't it? So, yeah. Kind of, yeah, so that's where it comes from. Yeah. Um, and you've got your podcast out on Katie, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's a podcast I started a couple of weeks ago um, called A Cup of Tea with Katie, which is just because I'm English. And uh, anyway, it, it's supposed to just be like an informal podcast when I sit down with women and just chat. And it's really mainly focused on you know, working women, women in business, and just to sh so they share their stories about where they were and how they got to where they are and what they're doing and um, how they overcome any obstacles and barriers on the way um, and what their idea of success is and what their vision is for the future and also how and if they kind of maintain a work-life balance. And so it's really the story of entrepreneurship and how as women and mums, wives and stuff, how, how we do all that. And and it's quite interesting, actually, the ones that I've done so far. Yeah, amazing. Um, any final questions from you, Adam? Um, so where, where can people contact you? Where can they find you if they want to get in oh. touch? Um, so Instagram or Facebook. So um, my name is a bit of a long one because I married a Greek man. But it's so it's just at Katie Skouridis. So it's K A T Y, and then Skouridis is S G O U R A D I T I S. <laughs> so that's at Katie Skouridis. We're gonna include this in our kind of um, YouTube kind of description, and we're gonna give you some links to Katie's stuff. So you can go and check out. Katie and all the stuff she's doing and the wonderful things that she's giving her audience and her clients and yeah. Um, if you're interested in listening to Katie's podcast, I'm sure she's on Spotify and she's on other platforms and stuff. So we'll pop them in the description as well. Thanks, dude. <laughs> no worries. Um, this is about kind of mutual. We're just so grateful you came on today and like shared like your story and um, hopefully our listeners got some really good value bombs and stuff in there about mindset, courage, confidence. Um, well, thanks for having me, guys. It's been good to talk to you. I mean, I got a lot of value from that. I don't know about the listeners, but I did. That's <laughs> uh, what I mean. Like, Katie's like, quite inspirational. So well done to you and your journey. Well, if, if it, you know, just to remember where I was a few years ago, so stuck in my own head, so lacking in confidence. If I can now be running my own coaching business and helping other people, and it's like mind-blowing. If someone had told me, like, 
four years ago, oh, don't worry, you'll be okay. You'll be helping other people soon. You'll have your own podcast and you'll be doing masterclasses. I'd be like, yeah, right. When I was in that state of not knowing I could do anything. So this mindset set stuff works. So yeah, everyone keep listening to Jason and Adam because this stuff is life changing. Um, and remember, let's draw on that courage, build up that confidence, and get back your roar. Get back your roar. Thank you, guys. Take care. Recording stopped. I didn't know if you wanted me to roar at the end. <laughs>